Welcome podcast listeners to Outside the Cubicle, Live Your Passion with Lorraine. Uh, today's guest is a special guest Sunday. Um, it is Tony Gouffet. She has an interesting passion. I bought, I thought listeners would be interested in hearing about it. Uh, her marketing, being a marketing strategist. So Tony, what drew you to being a marketing strategist? Well, I've given this uh, question a bit of thought because um, there was no planned so-called strategy to become a marketing strategist. And I would say I ended up where I am today because the wind blew me this way. It's a coincidence that it rhymes, but I've always followed my heart in terms of what inspires me and what I feel passionate about. And it started years ago, and I'll just give you a very brief history. Uh, when I started university, I, I was in food and nutrition, and then I realized it really wasn't something I had a true passion for. I had an interest in it, uh, but not passionate. And when I, I moved over to doing a general degree, I realized that economics was something that un, <laughs> was kind of funny. I didn't even know what economics really was, but it was something that I, I enjoyed, and I was good at it, and I just kind of followed that that passion and got a degree in economics, became a stats analyst, ended up doing an MBA in marketing, putting those things together, the economics and the marketing is uh, helped me to understand how to start to strategize the marketing because I would say marketing is based in economics, supply and demand, the price and all that kind of thing. How does a business use marketing in order to get a better return on its marketing investment? And so um, that, that, that's what I mean, that the wind kind of blew me this way. I, I just did the things that really interested me and, and kept me passionate about what I was doing in my career. And um, that that's kind of how it's evolved over the years. So how long, how long have you been doing this, uh, mark, being a marketing strategist? Well, I started ratio marketing in 2004 after I had already had a career uh, in transportation doing marketing. I was a, a marketing, well, not a strategist, but more of a representative with Transport Canada. And I marketed uh, smaller airports in British Columbia, like helping Williams Lake and, and Castlegar, helping them to do promotions to their local business community to lease and license their air terminal space. So I've been a marketing strategist officially probably since 2004, but I started my marketing career oh, even before then, the, in the 90s, was ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, time flies, doesn't it? Now, does a marketing strategist do the same thing as an advertising agency? Or I'm a, I'm a little confused by that TV show Mad Men that was set in the 60s. That was what was marketing or advertising then uh, at the time, but it certainly has changed a great deal since then. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up Mad Men because um, I, I teach marketing at Mount Royal and I talk about that that. Uh, show because it was representing a time when Madison Avenue advertising men were uh, the ones that were driving marketing and sales. So mad men came from that Madison Avenue advertising. Um, Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And the history is after the second world war, when baby boomers are starting to get born, there was a, a big bulge in the demographic and people needed things. So they started to buy refrigerators and cars and, um, but that kind of wore off by the time the 60s came around. There were so many products on the market that uh, companies needed to advertise what made them different. Mad Men is a great example of how not to do it today because they were 
if you watch some of the episodes, they're quite manipulative in how they advertise some of their products. Uh, but the key thing is, is that they're looking for the differentiator. So nowadays, we have even more products and services, and people are paradised, paradise, are sorry, paralyzed by uh, what's called the paradox of choice. They're so busy thinking about the choices that they missed out on that they can't enjoy the moment. And that's a concept by Barry Schwartz. But um, in, in today's world, companies are realizing this, that there's so much out there that they really have to differentiate now by their brand. And the brand is this consistency and and in, in uh, you know how they represent themselves and um, how they build like um, the experience in the mind of the consumer. So it's less about you know buy my product, but more about buy this experience and buy what we stand for. Because right. there's so many. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and what I do is I strategize. So I, as a marketing strategist, will un- understand all these concepts and work with the company to help them. Whereas ad agencies would hire someone like me to not only strategize, but perhaps create the whole brand and deliver that whole brand on their behalf. Oh, so you're kind of like an additional type of uh, support for advertising agencies. Now, what's the difference between advertising agency and a communication company? Communications focus more on, I would lean, I would say lean towards the PR aspect of marketing. Marketing is many things, right? And people confuse it with sales. They confuse it with social media um, and digital marketing. Like their uh, marketing encompasses a whole range of uh, integrated marketing communications tactics. So marketing is product price place and promotion. So those aspects, but communication is how do we get that word out? How do we convey what we have to offer? How do we build that experience in the mind of the consumer? So it's, uh, I say PR, but it's the messaging, the visual, that experience overall through multiple channels, uh, digital and traditional, in order to convey a message and build a brand. Right. So is marketing uh, more about, it's so much about social media and like you mentioned, digital uh, as well. How does a, an entrepreneur manage to keep their name out there and acquire clients? <laughs> yeah, it takes a little while um, to get that ramped up because there's so many different things. But the key thing is consistency. You know, develop your brand, uh, figure out what your values are, determine what your expertise is, and then start to build on it through consistency and messaging and visuals. You could do little YouTube videos or um Instagram's great for a day in the life of a, an industry expert, for example. So uh, and it all builds towards that experience that people are starting to have with you. But it's over a long period of time. It does take a little while to build that um, messaging and, you know, so people are clear in terms of what you do. Sure, sure. Um, what size or type of business do you help with their marketing? Most of the businesses that we work with, because I have a consulting practice where we work with larger companies, we oversee everything. My company's virtual. I bring in subcontractors, like graphic designers, website, SEO experts, those kinds of things. And we do the marketing for a company. But I also have an aspect where we work with smaller businesses that have been doing marketing on their own. So not technically startups, but companies that have invested a bit of time and money and realize, oh, oh. We need a strategy because we aren't getting a return on our investment. We're throwing all this money at something and it's just not working. So I have a, a smaller business package, so to speak, where it's kind of like training slash coaching. 
teaching them about the strategic points that they need to know and how to measure results and how to apply the concepts uh, and work it like an art because it's a little bit, I will say marketing is half, half a science. We have the tools, half arts where you kind of play with it and then part psychology where you get in the minds of the consumer. Oh. So it takes a little bit of practice. Wow. It sounds like a whole bunch of different <laughs> things that combine one, to get that one, one brand or that company going. Um, you mentioned a, a term here, SEO. Case listeners don't know what that is. That's search engine optimization. Is that correct? Yes. And that's to put in keywords into a web uh, website so that it comes up in a search, right? Yeah, that's one of the main components of organic search and improving the visibility of your website. So tell me, what is the most rewarding part of this type of position that you have, this marketing strategy? <clears throat> Working with people who don't really know what they're doing and then helping them to like see this light of, oh, that's how marketing really works. <laughs> so what I like to do is base on this book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, where he says that he has a few different concepts. One of them is a CEO or entrepreneur should know about every aspect of their business so that if they don't work on it themselves, which they should you know, step back and run the business rather than working in the business, they actually need to know what's going on in every department so that they can hire the right people. So my expertise is, is the deep dive into the marketing area. How do we tie it in with the business and measure results. So we're getting that ROI, the return on investment in order to grow the company and make more profit. So when I see the light go on and with people, it really excites me. It makes me feel like, oh, I've really done my job. You're living your passion. Yay. I am. <laughs> so what is the most challenging part of your career? Well, the flip side of it is actually trying to educate people and, and, um, marketing's, you know, you being said it's quite, it's big. It's a whole lot of things. It's, a, and part of it is elusive. Like branding is not something you can say, Oh, our brand increased by 10% last year. It's because it's a perception and a qualitative analysis rather than, you know, quantitative. There's no numbers necessarily, but trying to explain that to clients and it, uh, like the value of branding and building perception, I find is really the most challenging part of what I do with my clients because it is so difficult to measure at times. Sure. Do you find that people are kind of stuck in their old ways? Oh, for sure. And I, actually, one of my best client stories, if I'll, I'll share the short story with you, uh, is a couple that were in their 60s who um, did no marketing. They did word of mouth for years, but they're ready to pass on the business. Uh, so they wanted to sell it, but they needed to make the marketing look like it was really polished. So I, I worked with them because they had already worked with another company, spent a lot of money, got no results. And when I looked at what was going on, it really wasn't uh, integrative and, and building the business. It was actually diverting people away from their website. So I helped them to understand that this is how the marketing can work for your business so that you don't have to rely on those old ways. Here's some new ways. They just didn't know what they didn't know. And when I pointed out how digital marketing or even other forms of traditional marketing could work better to their advantage, um, that, you know, helped them quite a bit and kind of got them on their way. But yeah, I, I do find there is this either people are stuck in traditional 
or a different demographic will actually be so keen on digital marketing and overlook what other traditional marketing could still do for them. Like it still uh, doesn't matter the age, I should say, but some people are sort of stuck in their own way of understanding how they should do the marketing without seeing the whole picture. Now, I wanted to pick up on what you said earlier about economics. Is that a lot of it is maybe following trends? Like, where do you see the future of a marketing strategist going? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Because um, I was thinking about that, the trends, it's this statistical data that we have at our disposal now where companies are able to track the whole customer journey from the point where they first interact with them online to where they actually connect with them to make a sale. So data nowadays, uh, that there's digital marketing so rich with data, uh, it can really help us to hone in on specific niche and give customers more of what they want. Cause that is a way that companies are also going through in order to build loyalty, you, you need to customize or personalize services and getting that richness from the data, uh, extracting that information can help to pinpoint that. Definitely. Um, Definitely. It's, it's all about the brand. It's all about where they're going, where they want to be. Um, uh, how can an entrepreneur get in touch with you? Probably the best way is LinkedIn. Uh, you can look up my name, T-O-N-I-G-U-F-F-E-I. Um, and there's contact information on there. And uh, I, I'm i pretty on top of my LinkedIn, so I get back to people fairly quickly. If you pop me an um, email there, that's probably the best way to do it. Fantastic. I want to thank you, Tony, for your time, for sharing your passion, uh, being this special Sunday podcast guest. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, Lorraine. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. Thank you. Bye for now. Um, mark your calendars for March the 23rd. Uh, I will be chatting with a local landscape photographer, Gordon Kamimoto, from the heart of downtown Calgary at the New Central Library podcast studio. Watch out. It may spark a passion in you to be a shutterbug, too. Be sure to like, comment, share this podcast. I appreciate your support. Have a fabulous day, everyone and go live your passion. Bye for now.